Shalom, and welcome to the Tanya, the Messiah, and You, a daily broadcast that seeks to connect the teachings of Hasidut as presented to us in the Tanya, written by Rabbi Shneur Zalman of Liadi, with the teachings of Yeshua of Nazareth, thus invigorating our Messianic faith with the beautiful teachings of Hasidut. Now today we are beginning in chapter 36 of Likotei Amarim. In yesterday's Tanya, which was a longer portion and concluded chapter 35, we discussed how the commandments alone through the merit of Yeshua are capable of bringing down the Holy Spirit upon the third garment of the divine soul, the power of action, and illuminating the body and the animal soul. This illumination upon the body and the animal soul cannot be done through the garments or expressions of thought and speech alone but through the doing, which the Alter Rebbe argues is the true essence of our divine service to God. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, which states that the Torah is very near to you in your mouth, your speech, in your heart, in your thoughts, in order to do it through your actions. Thus proving that action through the practical observance of the mitzvot is the ultimate goal that all the other expressions are pointing to. According to the Tanya, this is our comfort, that we could pacify the animal soul, utilizing its energy to perform the mitzvah and thereby bring light to even the darkest points of our lives. However, why is invigorating the body and the animal soul through the practical observance of the commandments so important that Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 14 would tell us that this is the true essence of our divine service to God? The Alter Rebbe seeks to answer this in chapter 36, and he begins by quoting a very popular teaching given to us in Midrash Ten Chuma on Parshat Naso, section 16. He says, Now this thing is known, the teaching of our sages of blessed memory, that the ultimate purpose for which this world was created was that the blessed Holy One desired to have a home for himself in the lowest of realms. The ultimate purpose of creation, according to the Tanya, was for God to have an abode, a home, a place in which the light of God could be openly manifest in the lowest realm of existence, the physical world. In the realm of existence that appears to be entirely independent and separate from God, where his light is contracted and concealed at the greatest level, this is where he wants what's referred to here as a dirah an apartment in modern Hebrew. Just as a person can come back to their apartment and unwind, expressing their true self, so Hashem desires in this physical world to express himself fully. And this was a process that was initiated in Exodus 25.8 at Sinai, where God told the Jewish people, build for me a mishkan, a tabernacle that I might dwell inside of you. And it was invigorated when Yeshua came into this plane of existence through the process of simsumim, as we discussed yesterday, and as mentioned in John 1.14, when the Word became flesh. And now that mission has been passed into our hands, as stated in 1 Corinthians 6.19, where Paul reminds them that you are a temple, collectively, for the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Tanya goes on to explain, Now obviously this Midrash is metaphorical, since the notion of being present in the upper or lower worlds is not applicable to God, since he fills all worlds equally. That is, upper and lower is from our perspective, but God exists on every plane of existence, and spatial temporal terms are purely metaphorical and unapplicable to God. In a literal sense, why? Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere, equally. The Tanya proceeds to interpret the Midrash. Rather, this is how we should understand the matter. For before the world was created, God was the one and only one. 
and he filled this entire space in which the world was created, leaving no room for any other existence. And the same is true now, from God's perspective. And there is only a change from the recipient's perspective for those who receive his energy and light. So before creation, this divine light filled everything, leaving no room for a physical existence. And from God's perspective, even after creation, this has remained entirely the same. He remains everywhere, and there is no change to his essential nature after creation. After creation, a physical plane came into existence, but this was not the creation of a truly separate entity apart from God, but the creation of a new perspective, namely ours, the ones receiving the life and light from God, as we only perceive separateness and independence. However, from God's perspective, there's no change because everything is still from him and a part of him. And we are capable of perceiving this from a different perspective due to the contractions or filters of God's infinite light. For us to obtain any sort of divine revelation at all, it needs to be contracted. Otherwise, we would entirely perish. Which the Tanya goes on to explain that for God's energy, his life and light must be received through many filters, which diminish this light, covering and hiding God's blessed light. As the verse states in Exodus 33:20, for no man can see me directly and live. The word v'chai and live mentioned in Exodus 33:20. Our sages of blessed memory explain that this refers to the angels that are referred to as chayot. These are the higher angelic beings. And even for them, there is contraction in order to allow for their continued existence and perceived separateness from God's infinite light so that they can continue to exist as angels apart from being God. However, from God's perspective, they are still from him and a part of him. And if this is necessary for even the highest order of angelic beings, how much more for us who live and perceive within the physical, tangible plane of reality? The Tanya goes on to state that this veiling of God is caused by the chain of spiritual worlds, which are downgraded, rung by rung, level by level, through many filters, which hide God's energy, his life, and light, until so much veiling has taken place that this very physical material world is created. And this physical world is the lowest rung in the chain of spiritual worlds, since there's nothing lower than it. In the extent to which God's light is hidden, a darkness doubled and redoubled. This world is the highest in concealment, but the lowest in terms of divine revelation of God's infinite light, to the point of being referred to as darkness doubled and redoubled, which results in a world filled with husks and shells from the other side, that is the side of impurity. And these conceal and oppose godliness. The Tanya concludes today's reading by stating that the absence of divine light results in klipot filling this world, to the point that it is entirely filled with klipot, in Sitra Achra, the other side, the side of impurity, which are entirely opposed to God, saying, there's nothing and there's no one besides me, quoting from Isaiah 47, 8. Because of this contraction, it allows for a filling of husks and shells that conceal the divine light coming from the side of impurity that conceal and oppose godliness until they, that is those who are created beings who have hearts beating in their chest, are capable of looking at creation and saying, I alone am and there is none beside me. In other words, just as our divine soul's ultimate purpose is to bring light into the body, in the animal soul, the darkest aspects of our individual lives, so also the ultimate purpose of creation is to create for God a home in the lowest, darkest, and most concealed of worlds. 
much like constructing a flat for a king in the roughest, toughest, the most brutal neighborhood of a city. And this is what Yeshua had in mind when he said in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. That is, go into the lowest, the darkest, and most concealed of places in the nations and make disciples. Gather people that are going to join with you in being a temple and who will partner with you in constructing this apartment for God in these dark, lowly, concealed places through the practical observance of the commandments and the spirit, power, merit, and example of Yeshua the Messiah, thus causing the concealed light of God to be revealed, proving to humanity that he has been here with us all along. This is the end of today's Tanya portion.